0: Jesus, how excellent is Thy name! Amen, amen. amen, amen. Giving all honor and praise to God, that's due to Him, yes. on this beautiful Sunday. Morning. Amen, amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. And be glad in it, he deserves all the glory and praise, so I dare not withhold what is due to God. Amen. 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 Thank you for your presence on the day. Today, the time changed. Well, last night, early this morning, the time changed, so we lost an hour worth of sleep. First Lady did I have to spring up ourselves this morning. I knew that was more daylight than I normally am used to, and I thought, hmm, let me turn over and see what time it is. Oh, my gosh it's time to get up but i thank you for your presence on the day thank you for being here thank god for you let us pray father god in the name of jesus i thank you i stand before the throne of grace asking you to empty me out and pour your spirit inside of me all that i'm able to take all that i'm able to digest all that i'm able to muster lord god we thank you lord god for The word that will go forth, touch my lips of clay, Lord God, that they may speak the words of edification, Lord God. As we honor you today, Lord God, I thank you for this privilege that you have given me to stand before your people. Father God, bless the works of my hands today. Bless my tongue today to speak the words of hope. Let everything I say edify and prosper in the lives of the hearers today. Lord, please guide us and lead us through every trial we face. Supply us, Lord God, with everything we need to stand tall in the battles of life, control our minds and strengthen our hearts so that we can have the confidence to tackle every issue that comes our way. Remove any doubts about your word in us, Lord God, and fill us with the self-esteem to declare that we can do all things through Christ who gives us the strength and believe it is so because your word said it is so. We are more than conquerors because of the love we have for you, Lord God. May my words be pleasing to your ears, in Jesus' name. amen. Amen. Amen and amen and amen. Let's turn to the book of Isaiah. The book of Isaiah, chapter 55, and we're gonna read verses 10. And 11. Isaiah, the middle of the book, Isaiah chapter 55 verses 10 and 11. And I'll be reading the NLT version, but I'm also going to share the KJV version because it gives us a better punch and presence of this word for today.
1: And it reads, the
0: rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground, and stay on the ground, I want you to keep that in your spirit, stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the former, producing seed for the former and bread for the hungry. It is the same way with my word. I send it out, and it always produces fruit. It always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper everywhere I send it. You may be seated in his presence. The King James Version says, so as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither but watereth the earth and make it bring forth a bud. See the the trees budding, spring is on its way. That it may give seed to the sower, give seed to the sower, not the wisher, Not the person who wishes it comes, but when you plant something, you should expect for it to grow. That it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. It's gonna produce something. But it shall accomplish that which I please, that which God pleases, not what we want it to accomplish, but it's what God wants it to accomplish. And it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. So God has to be the one to make it happen. Which brings me to my subject title, God's Word, is his word. God's word is his word. You know, people say a lot of things and oftentimes with good intentions. People have made so many promises to me with good intentions, so I have to believe. I don't think they've ever made promises to me with the intent of not delivering on that promise. And sometimes you can make promises too fast or sometimes you can write a check that's too expensive to cash. And sometimes you can make promises that you're not able to keep. But God is not like that. God is not like us. See, I can promise you the world and not give it to you because I can't afford to give you the world. I can promise you to do this or that and may not be able to deliver for whatever reason, but God is not like that. What God says he's going to do, Amen. he's going to do it. Amen. If he said it, if he said it, because, you know, a lot of people lie on God. Yes, yes. Well, the Lord told me to tell you, well, you know, it's funny because I haven't heard that. And I know God talks to all of his children who belong to him. Amen. So my thing is, is, a lot of times God will send somebody to confirm what you already know. Yes, Lord. So if God said it, believe it. And we may not always see it manifest, but that does not mean that it didn't happen, that it won't happen, or that it can't. We have to remember that God can do all things, but they fail. So the rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground. They don't go up. They don't go back up to the heavens. Same as with God's word. If he spoke spoken out into the atmosphere, it's going to manifest eventually. It may not happen when we want it to. It may be a while before it happens, but if God said it's going to happen, believe that it's going to happen. Not in our timeline. Not in our timetable. You know, I think God is a seasonal God. That's just me. That's just the way I think. Everything happens in seasons. Not in annual years, but in seasons, because your season could last a long time. Annually, it's just one year, 12 months, 365. 365. But when seasons come, seasons last for a while. And we have to be patient with God in our season. We can't lose our patience with Him. We have to wait for our breakthroughs. We have to wait for our healing. We have to wait for that financial provision. And it's all based on how we stand on His Word. It's our faith that moves God, it's not somebody else's belief. Or somebody else's faith for us, it's our own personal faith in God that moves his heart. But if we don't trust his word, then how can we trust him? You often hear times when people say, are you a man or woman of your word? My word is bond, baby. What i If I say it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. But what if you can't? So my language has changed over the years. It is my hope that I am able to do this for you. I have every intention of doing it, but for whatever reason, if I can't, please charge it to my head and not my heart. Please let me know that, I'll let you know that I can't do it. If I can't do it, I'm gonna tell you I can't do it. I'm gonna let my yes be yes and my no be no, because that's what the word says we should do. If you can't do it, just say you can't. i have never heard no, I can't do it, than a promise that you know you can't deliver. If you tell me you can't do it, you just can't do it. It is what it is. But if you tell me you're going to do it, I expect for you to do it. You've got to be a person of your word. You can't make promises and not keep them. But I especially don't want you to ever make a promise to God and break it. Never break your covenant with God. Never break that. And don't break your covenant with other people. I can't divorce my wife because I told her I wouldn't. (laughs) Now some days I may want to. (laughs) But there's no infidelity involved. We've never stepped outside of our relationship. Don't plan on doing it. Because I don't want to get in trouble with God. But God only will honor that divorce if that husband or wife or spouse has been unfaithful to the other. He'll let you loose. Any other thing, you need to work it out. You need to work it out. So don't break your covenant. Don't break your promise. Don't break that mold. Don't do that. If you say, I promise to love you regardless, then you better promise to love me regardless. Because I'm going to hold your feet to the fire if you promise me something. Now, you may not necessarily keep it, and that's all right. But that's okay. You promised it. So deliberate. See, God is not like us. His word is his word. Amen. With all the ups and downs that I've experienced in my life, I sense that God is building up my faith to help me to match or beat the next feat. Amen. So sometimes God has to empower us to go through some tough times so that when we face that tough issue, we've already experienced it and we know how to handle it. We're not going to go into panic mode. We're not going to fall short. We're not going to crawl on the ground. We're not going to throw temper tantrums. We're not going to throw a fit. We're going to know that God has equipped us to handle this next job. And as First Lady said, there's a lot of fallout in our community and people are on the way. They are coming. We don't know when God is going to send them who they're going to be, how he's going to send them, but they're coming. And I want us to be ready. Yes, Lord. See, this is rehearsal for us. Amen. It's practice. It's practice for me. It's practice for you. So when the people come, we will be able to facilitate their need based on God's will, and based on God's purpose. See, God's word goes forth with purpose and with power. And we got to understand that it's not going to always happen when we want it to. We can't lose our patience with God, note to self. Sometimes God's lessons feel good. Sometimes they don't. But God doesn't want us to become so complacent with life until we become oblivious to what's come, what's to come next. He doesn't want us to be caught off guard, so he wants us to constantly stay in his word so we'll know that what he said is true. Let God be truth and every man a liar because this is the only truth we have. God's promises Will hold up until the end of the earth. That's what he says, man. God is not a God of lack. There is no poverty in him. And as long as we remain in him and in his word, we won't have a need for anything. And sometimes a need for anyone. Although God wants us to be in fellowship one with another. Everything belongs to him. Everything is his. All the resources belong to him. And he can distribute those resources any way he chooses, which is in our lesson today. He says, when my word goes out, it blesses whomever I want it to bless. It does whatever I want it to do. It may not do what you want it to do, but it's what I want it to do. What is the purpose for this situation? What is the lesson that you're trying to teach us, Lord? What can I gain from this tragedy? God is our supplier. He is our shield and buckler. So we don't have a reason to fear the unknown about God's word. God's word is mysterious. Mysterious but nonetheless it's God's word God is already in our future he is already at our destination he is also a timeless God we couldn't even fathom his timelines he is both history And future, he is both past and present. He is neither old or young. He is timeless, ageless, and endless. And so is his word. We serve an on time, God, amen? Amen. (laughs) He operates in seasonal years. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 tells us this, for everything there is a season. A time for Every activity, every activity, every activity under the heaven. We can't overlook the one fact, though, that we are the beloved by God. And God, as I said before, it, it, he's a seasonal kind of God. You know, in his, in, in his text, he says, one day is like a thousand years. Can you imagine? One day is not a thousand years, but it's like a thousand years. And that text is not defining a day because it doesn't say a day is a thousand years, but a day is like. Yeah. So our understanding of this text in, in Peter, it tells us that this seasonal God will keep his promises, but we have to wait for our season to come. Everybody gets a season. Time and chance happens to all of us. And I've said it before, and I keep saying it again. What will you do with your time and chance? Don't look at it in the face and wonder if it's God. If God brought you to it, he'll see you through it. Amen. So God is showing us and teaching us that he operates outside of time, the time that we know of it, because he created time itself. God's word is his word. If he said it, believe it. But you have to remember, he has to say it. We know that human hands translated this instrument to make it a readable, comprehensible text. Oh, but the KJV, you know, sometimes the KB, KG, KJV kind of throws you off. That old English gets you every time. That old Shakespearean language gets you every time. And most Christians that I know don't study Hebrew, Greek, or Aramaic. So thank God for the translators who translated this book into a language to where we all can understand God's word and try to glean something from God's word and follow his promises. I can read the Bible, but if my understanding is shallow, I have to pray and ask God to give me understanding. And he gracefully reveals his truth to me. He'll measure his word out in portions. So we're not overwhelmed. He gives us the portion of his word that we're able to receive and understand. He does not force us or give us too much, lest we regurgitate the word in a poor manner. Amen. But he gives us just enough to nourish us and satisfy our souls. When God says that his word will not return void, we understand that God is sovereign. He is preeminent in power and authority. His word has power. So when you speak God's word, you give that word power. But it has to be God's word, not ours. We can't cuss out the enemy. Our words have no power. When you said the Lord said in his word that he shall deliver me from all my enemies, that he shall do. The promise is that God's word will accomplish what he wants it to. You may not share the same word with purpose, with changing someone's mind if we share God's word and it doesn't change somebody's mind. Does that mean God's word turns void? No. No. May not serve the purpose in which we intend it. But nonetheless God's word has gone forth. We have planted the seed which is the word of God and then God will do the watering and then God will do the changing and then God will do the fixing. All we need to do is just plant the seed. We are the sower. So we're planting the seed, the word of faith to a non-believer or to a person who may have fallen shallow of their faith. We have to let them know that God's word is bond, and that God's word is his word. And that God's word is truth. Like the wind blows, we may never know where God's blessings are going to come from. We don't know how they're going to come about. And we don't know how God is going to bless us with certain things. We may not necessarily embrace how God blesses us, but nonetheless he blesses us. The Holy Spirit moves in mysterious ways. (laughs) And God may use his word in a surprising way. God may wow us with his word. He may surprise us in times with his word. He may surprise us in people with his word. People we thought would never change may all of a sudden change. We can't predict exactly how God will use his word and Any more than a a meteorologist can predict the weather. (laughs) They do a good job at times, but sometimes it is a hit and miss, not with God's word. It's always a bullseye, it's always a hit. God's word will not return void, it's too powerful. When God said, Let there be light, there was light. When Jesus said, Peace be still. The wind and the waves stopped. God's word will always prosper, amen? Amen. God's word will always succeed and those who receive his word will be overcomers. Not might be overcomers, but we are overcomers when we receive God's word. But we gotta receive it. Some people don't believe in the Bible. They just don't. They say it's too far-fetched to be true. The stories don't really make sense. And some of the stories don't seem to match what's happening in our lives today. I once heard a question asked, what do you do when God ain't acting like God? When he ain't being merciful, when he ain't being loving, when he ain't protected, when he ain't covering?" He said in his word that he would not leave nor forsake us. He said that he will always be with us. He said that he will always love us. He said that he will always provide for us. He will heal us. He protects us. But what if God doesn't? All right now. You still believe his word? Amen. So why didn't the Israelites hear from God for 400 years? Was God... Angry with them, perhaps. Was his silent a form of punishment for their disobedience and lack of faith in him, perhaps? Was God jealous because the Israelites served idol gods? Yes. Exodus 34 and 14 implies that. But his word still produced all the Israelites needed manna from heaven. Water from the rock. He fed them. He gave them drink. He kept his promise. Even though they didn't keep theirs, he kept his. All they needed, they needed. Not they wanted, but they needed. All that they needed, God provided it. Some people may wonder why God blesses some with a little. And why he blesses some with too much tells us that we have to be faithful over a few things. If I could be faithful over four or five members coming every Sunday, preaching the gospel like it's a thousand people in here, worshiping God like it's 10,000 people in here, if I could be faithful over a few things, he'll make me ruler over many. That's it. But God has to test and see if we're going to be faithful over these 15 cents. We're going to be faithful over these $3. Mm -hmm. Because if we can budget and save $3, we can budget and save $3 million. But if you spend them $3 as though it's going to come again, then you may not be the one or the steward or a good steward of your resources. So God has to make sure that we can (coughs) handle the little stuff first. Can you handle the small responsibility? Can you pay your bills on time for the next year? Can you be consistent in your delivery for the next three months? Can you be on time for work every day for the next week? Can you come to work and work? (laughs) And not milk the clock. Can I trust you when nobody is watching? Can I trust you when nobody is seeing you? Can I trust you to do what I have called you to do when nobody shows up? Can I trust you to say faithful to me? Amen. Because my word says that I would never leave nor forsake you. Nor allow your seed to beg bread word dwells inside of me. And what God says, I believe. He says Amen. you will never have a need as long as you have me. Amen. I will always take care of you. And I believe God's word. And God has kept his promise. Amen. Amen. So whatever reason whatever season we are in, God's word will not turn void. Not in our lifetime. God has put us in charge to be responsible for ministry. And his word will always accomplish what he desires in this ministry. Teaching and correcting, training and leading. and it will be to our profitable end. <clears throat> whatever is happening in our lives today is not for the sake of just it happening, it's for a purpose. So whatever the circumstance is, God's word is still bond. Regardless of what's happening today, it doesn't reduce, it doesn't weaken, it doesn't void out God's word. His word is his word. And there is no greater or better truth than God's word. How do we know this? Numbers 23 and 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie. See, he ain't like us. <laughs> he ain't like human my folk. Neither the son of man that he should repent. I repent of my sin. God will never have to repent of his sin because God never sinned. And a lie is a sin. So he ain't gonna lie so his word turns void. Hath he said and shall he not do it? What has God promised you that he hasn't done? And if he hasn't done it yet, just hold on Help is on the way. Hallelujah. He said, or have he spoken, and, and shall he not make it good? God will always make good on his promise. We have to be patient. Note to self. <laughs> God's word is his word, so we must lean on it, depend on it, rely on it, trust it, and then watch God wow us beyond our wildest dreams. God's word never fails. Amen. And his promises shall achieve their purpose in all of our lives. Not just mine, but yours too. And it may not be all roses right now. It may not be all peaches and cream right now. We may not see life through rose colored sunglasses right now, but you have to know that every beautiful rose also has thorns. You have to always keep that in mind. So you have to take the good with the bad. It's called balance, it's called the balance of life. Good things happen to bad people. That's right. Bad things happen to good people. That's right. Mm -hmm. We can't explain it. Mm -hmm. It's all a mystery. But whatever happens, it all happens for our good. good. Amen. Young people die young. Some people die old. Some people die in the middle. Some people don't get a chance to even live life. They are born and then they die immediately. Amen. Amen. So, whatever season or time that God has given us, let's always rely on His word that whatever purpose we have been born of or born for, God will reveal that. And sometimes it may not happen in our lifetimes. Amen. We may leave a legacy for somebody else to talk about. But that does not mean that God's word did not manifest. He did what he said he was going to do in our lives. So I don't know about you, but I'm going to continue to rely on God's word. Regardless of if I see it happening now or later, it's going to happen when God says it's going to happen. And then a thing we can do about it to rush it along. So we have to wait for our season to come. I've been waiting on my season for a long time. I almost feel like Noah building the ark. Sure. Well, my God, you said it was coming. You said they was coming. Where they at? When? He says when I send them, and when it's time. Right now, you're in training. Really? But nonetheless, I've been trained. And God is already exposing me. Really? My manager came to me the other day. She says, I heard something about you. You know, when you hear stuff like that, it's like, oh, well, what you mean? about me? Was it good or bad? That's my question. Was it good or bad? I hope it was good. She says, Well, I heard, I heard something about you. She says, and I think I, 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 she says, I heard a factual thing about people. Really, Sam, what would you hear? She says, I heard that you were an eloquent speaker. Well, where'd you hear that from? Well, the HR manager just so happens to be at the veterans' luncheon that you and your diversity group hosted in 2017. This is 2019. And she said you. she was so impressed by your eloquence of speech. And then the senior vice president said, "Well, you know, we got to hone on We got to, we got to use up. I, I, I prefer utilize, because <laughs> I don't want you to use me for my gifts. Amen. Amen. I want you to appreciate the gifts that God has placed inside." The table. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Let God expose you. Yes, yes, yes. And I was just minding my own business, doing my thing, not trying to impress nobody. It was just something they asked me to do. I said, sure, I'll take it on. What do you want me to do? So we came up with this veterans lunch, honoring our veterans for our company. <laughs> but it was should the hr's person's attention. It was the things that I had to say and the way that I delivered them and then I had another post on going, yeah, she always presents well when we have our award ceremony. I say it's called grace because I used to be one of those shy kids mm-hmm. who didn't want to talk in front of nobody. And I'm an introvert, believe it or not. Based on the Myers Briggs test, or Briggs test. Really? But God says that I can do everything He said I can do in this word. He says that I can do all things through Christ. Amen. So keep doing what you're doing. You have a voice. I know you've heard it a gazillion times. So sometimes God will create a situation to expose us. Amen. Cause we be to be trying to hide behind our gifts. So God says, well, let me just put it on the lampstand so that others can see it and appreciate it. That accident was not an accident. If it was a purpose related to the accident so that they can know that they have a voice somebody can speak for the underdog somebody can help the underdog move along that house wasn't a mistake it was to expose all the wrongdoings behind the scenes so god So don't be mad at God, praise him as you walk through your blessing. Yeah. That came away. But nonetheless, God says that I will never leave nor forsake you. I will always provide you what you need. And then if you serve me and if it's pleasing to me, he says I'll give you some of your but we have to stand on his word first. And we have to believe that God's word is his word. Amen? Amen. Amen, let us pray. Thank you Lord God for this word today. Father, I come against every arrow and trap that anyone or the devil has tried to set to destroy our lives. It is canceled in the name of Jesus. Lord, I come against every accusation that the devil has spoken against any of us. And every, every voice that has spoken against us, Lord God, you close their mouths. We are overcomers, Father God, by the blood of the Lamb. Help us, Lord God, to trust every word that proceeds out of your mouth in this book. We thank you for your guidance. We thank you for your reference. We thank you for your power. We thank you that your word has the power to move. Your word has the power to change. Your word has the power to fix and heal. And we thank you, Lord God, for it. You are Jehovah Rofa. You are Jehovah Nisi. Father God, you owe everything to us. That we need for you to be. And we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word will not turn void in our lives. We thank you that your word has the power to accomplish everything in your will. And may this land be fruitful to us as we continue to eat and enjoy the fruit of our labor. Touch our hands and our minds and our Lord's God. Protect us and guard us as you promised you would. Continue to feed us your word, Lord God, your daily bread, Lord God, manna from heaven and water from the rock of Jesus. We thank you for quenching our thirst, Father God. And we thank you that your word will never turn void, not in our lives, nor in the lives of our future generations who belong to you. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Doors of the church are open. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Jesus, how excellent is thy name. Amen. 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 Giving all honor and praise to God that's due to him on this beautiful Sunday morning. Amen. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. And be glad in it, he deserves all the glory and praise, so I dare not withhold what is due to God. Amen. 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 Thank you for your presence on the day. Today, the time changed. Well, last night, early this morning, the time changed, so we lost an hour worth of sleep. First Lady and I had to spring up ourselves this morning. I knew that was more daylight than I normally am used to, and I thought, hmm, let me turn over and see what time it is. Oh, my gosh. It's time to get up, but I thank you for your presence on the day. Thank you for being here. Thank God for you. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. I stand before the throne of grace, asking you to empty me out and pour your spirit inside of me. All that I'm able to take, all that I'm able to digest, all that I'm able to muster, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for the word that will go forth. Touch my lips of clay, Lord God, that they may speak. The words of edification, Lord God. As we honor you today, Lord God, I thank you for this privilege that you have given me to stand before your people. Father God, bless the works of my hands today. Bless my tongue today to speak the words of hope. Let everything I say edify and prosper in the lives of the hearers today. Lord, please guide us and lead us through every trial we face. Supply us, Lord God, with everything we need to stand tall in the battles of life, control our minds and strengthen our hearts so that we can have the confidence to tackle every issue that comes our way. Remove any doubts about your word in us, Lord God, and fill us with the self-esteem to declare that we can do all things through Christ who gives us the strength. And believe it is so because your word said it is so. We are more than conquerors because of the love we have for you, Lord God. May my words be pleasing to your ears. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen Amen and amen and amen. Let's turn to the book of Isaiah. The book of Isaiah, chapter 55. And we're going to read verses 10 and 11. Isaiah, the middle of the book. Isaiah, chapter 55, verses 10 and 11. And I'll be reading the NLT version, but I'm also going to share the KJV version because it gives us a better punch and presence of this word for today. And it reads, the rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground, and stay on the ground. I want you to keep that in your spirit. Stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the former, producing seed for the former and bread for the hungry. It is the same way with my word. I send it out, and it always produces fruit. It always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper everywhere I send it. Mm -hmm. You may be seated in his presence. The King James Version says, so as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither but watereth the earth and make it bring forth a bud. See the the trees budding, spring is on its way. That it may give seed to the sower, give seed to the sower, not the wisher, not the person who wishes it comes, but when you plant something, you should expect for it to grow that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. It's going to produce something. But it shall accomplish that which I please, that which God pleases, not what we want it to accomplish, but it's what God wants it to accomplish. And it shall prosper In the thing, where to, I send it. So God has to be the one to make it happen. Which brings me to my subject title, God's word is his word. God's word is his word. You know people say a lot of things and oftentimes with good intentions people have made so many promises to me with good intentions so I have to believe I don't think they've ever made promises to me with the intent of not delivering on that promise and sometimes you can make promises too fast or sometimes you can Write a check that's too expensive to cash. And sometimes you can make promises that you're not able to keep. But God is not like that. God is not like us. See, I can promise you the world and not give it to you because I can't afford to give you the world. I can promise you to do this or that and may not be able to deliver for whatever reason, but God is not like that. What God says he's going to do, he's going to do it to you. If he said it, if he said it, because you know a lot of people lie on God. Yes, yes. Well, the Lord told me to tell you, well, you know, it's funny because I haven't heard that. Mm -hmm. Mm. And I know God talks to all of his children who belong to him. Amen. So my thing is, is a lot of times God will send somebody to confirm what you already know. Yes, Lord. So if God said it, believe it. And we may not always see it manifest, but that does not mean that it didn't happen, that it won't happen, or that it can't happen. We have to remember that God can do all things, but they fail. So the rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground. They don't go up. They don't go back up to the heavens. Same as with God's word. If he spoke it out into the atmosphere, it's going to manifest eventually. It may not happen when we want it to. It may be a while before it happens. But if God said it's going to happen, believe that it's going to happen. Not in our timeline. Not in our timetable. You know, I think God is a seasonal God. That's just me. That's just the way I think. Everything happens in seasons, not in annual years, but in seasons, because your season could last a long time. Annually, it's just one year, 12 months, 365. But when seasons come, seasons last for a while. And we have to be patient with God in our season. We can't lose our patience with him. We have to wait for our breakthroughs. We have to wait for our healing. We have to wait for that financial provision. And it's all based on how we stand on his word. It's our faith that moves God. It's not somebody else's belief or somebody else's faith for us. It's our own personal faith in God that moves his heart. But if we don't trust his word, then how can we trust him? You often hear times when people say, are you a man or woman of your word? Mm-hmm. My word is bond, baby. What I, If I say it, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> but what if you can't? Yeah. So my language has changed over the years. It is my hope that I am able to do this for you. I have every intention of doing it, but for whatever reason, if I can't, please charge it to my head and not my heart. Yeah. Please let me know that I'll let you know that I can't do it. If I can't do it, I'm going to tell you I can't do it. I'm going to let my yes be yes and my no be no because that's what the word says we should do. If you can't do it, just say you can't. i have never heard no, I can't do it, than a promise that you know you can't deliver. If you tell me you can't do it, you just can't do it. It is what it is. But if you tell me you're going to do it, I expect for you to do it. You've got to be a person of your word. You can't make promises and not keep them. But I especially don't want you to ever make a promise to God and break it. Never break your covenant with God. Never break that. And don't break your covenant with other people. I can't divorce my wife because I told her I wouldn't. Now, some days I may want to. (laughs) But there's no infidelity involved. We've never stepped outside of our relationship. Don't plan on doing it because I don't want to get in trouble with God. But God only will honor that divorce if that husband or wife or spouse has been unfaithful to the other. He'll let you loose. Any other thing, you need to work it out. You need to work it out. So don't break your covenant. Don't break your promise. Don't break that mold. Don't do that. If you say, I promise to love you regardless, then you better promise to love me regardless. Because I'm going to hold your feet to the fire if you promise me something. Now, you may not necessarily keep it, and that's all right, but that's okay. You promised it, so deliver it. See, God is not like us. His word is his word. Amen. With all the ups and downs that I've experienced in my life, I sense that God is building up my faith to help me to match or beat the next feat. Amen. So sometimes God has to empower us To go through some tough times so that when we face that tough issue, we've already experienced it and we know how to handle it. We're not going to go into panic mode. We're not going to fall short. We're not going to crawl on the ground. We're not going to throw temper tantrums. We're not going to throw a fit. We're going to know that God has equipped us to handle this next job. And as First Lady said, there's a lot of fallout in our community and people are on the way. They are coming. We don't know when God is going to send them, who they're going to be, how he's going to send them, but they're coming. And I want us to be ready. Yes, Lord. See, this is rehearsal for us. Amen. It's practice. It's practice for me. It's practice for you. So when the people come, we will be able to facilitate their need based on God's will and based on God's purpose. See, God's word goes forth with purpose and with power and we gotta understand that it's not gonna always happen when we want it to. We can't lose our patience with God, note to self. Sometimes God's lessons feel good, sometimes they don't. But God doesn't want us to become so complacent with life until we become oblivious to what's come. What's to come next. He doesn't want us to be caught off guard. So he wants us to constantly stay in his word. So we'll know that what he said is true. Let God be truth and every man a liar. Because this is the only truth we have. God's promises will hold up until the end of the earth. That's what he promised. God is not a God of lack. There is no poverty in him. And as long as we remain in him and in his word, we won't have a need for anything and sometimes a need for anyone. Although God wants us to be in fellowship one with another, everything belongs to him, everything is his. All the resources belong to him. And he can distribute those resources any way he chooses, which is in our lesson today. He says, when my word goes out, it blesses whomever I want it to bless. It does whatever I want it to do. It may not do what you want it to do, but it's what I want it to do. What is the purpose for this situation? What is the lesson that you're trying to teach us, Lord? What can I gain from this tragedy? God is our supplier. He is our shield and buckler. So we don't have a reason to fear the unknown about God's word. God's word is mysterious but nonetheless it's God's word God is already in our future he is already at our destination he is also a timeless God we couldn't even fathom his timelines he is both history And future. He is both past and present. He is neither old or young. He is timeless, ageless, and endless. And so is his word. We serve an own time, God, amen. Amen. (laughs) He operates in seasonal years. Ecclesiastes three and one tells us this for everything there is a season. Yes, Lord. A time for Every activity, every activity, every activity under the heaven. We can't overlook the one fact, though, that we are the beloved by God. And God, as I said before, he's a seasonal kind of God. You know, in in, in his text, he says, one day is like a thousand years. Can you imagine? One day is not a thousand years, but it's like a thousand years and that text is not defining a day because it doesn't say a day is a thousand years but a day is like so our understanding of this text in, in Peter it tells us that this season of God will keep his promises but we have to wait for our season to come everybody gets a season Time and chance happens to all of us. And I've said it before and I keep saying it again. What will you do with your time and chance? Don't look at it in the face and wonder if it's God. if God brought you to it, he'll see you through it. Amen. So God is showing us and teaching us that he operates outside of time, the time that we know of it because he created time itself. God's word is his word. If he said it, believe it. But you have to remember, he has to say it. We know that human hands translated this instrument to make it a readable comprehensible text. Oh, but the KJV, you know, sometimes the KJV kind of throws you off. That old English gets you every time. That old Shakespearean language gets you every time. And most Christians that I know don't study Hebrew, Greek, or Aramaic. So thank God for the translators who translated this book into a language to where we all can understand God's word and try to glean something from God's word and follow his promises. Amen. I can read the Bible, but if my understanding is shallow, right. I have to pray and ask God to give me understanding. Yes. And he gracefully reveals his truth. He'll measure his word out in portions. So we're not overwhelmed. He gives us the portion of his word that we're able to receive and understand. He does not force feed us or give us too much, lest we regurgitate the word in a poor manner. But he gives us just enough to nourish us and satisfy our souls. When God says that his word will not return void, we understand that God is sovereign. He is preeminent in power and authority. His word has power. So when you speak God's word, you give that word power. But it has to be God's word, not ours. We can't cuss out the enemy. Our words have no power. When you say the Lord said in his word, that he shall deliver me from all my enemies, that he shall do. The promise is that God's word will accomplish what he wants it to. Amen. You may not share the same word with purpose, with changing someone's mind if we share God's word and it doesn't change somebody's mind, does that mean God's word turns void? No. May not serve the purpose in which we intended. But nonetheless, God's word has gone forth. We have planted the seed, which is the word of God. And then God will do the watering. And then God will do the changing. And then God will do the fixing. All we need to do is just plant the seed. We are the sower. So we're planting the seed, the word of faith, to a non-believer. Or to a person who may have fallen shallow of their faith. We have to let them know that God's word is bond, And that God's word is his word. And that God's word is truth. Like the wind blows, we may never know where God's blessings are going to come from. We don't know how they're going to come about. And we don't know how God is going to bless us with certain things. We may not necessarily embrace how God blesses us, but nonetheless, he blesses us. The Holy Spirit moves in mysterious ways. (laughs) And God may use his word in a surprising way. God may wow us with his word. He may surprise us in times with his word. He may surprise us in people with his word. People we thought would never change may all of a sudden change. We can't predict exactly how God will use His word, and any more than a, a meteorologist can predict the weather. <laughs> they do a good job at times, but sometimes it is a hit and miss, not with God's word. It's always a bull'seye. It's always a hit. God's word will not return void. It's too powerful. When God said, let there be light, there was light. When Jesus said, peace be still, the wind and the waves stopped. God's word will always prosper. Amen. Amen. God's word will always succeed. And those who receive his word will be overcomers, not might be overcomers, but we are overcomers when we receive God's word but we gotta receive it. Some people don't believe in the Bible. They just don't. They say it's too far-fetched to be true. The stories don't really make sense. And some of the stories don't seem to match what's happening in our lives today. I once heard a question asked, what do you do when God ain't acting like God? When he ain't being merciful, when he ain't being loving, When he ain't protected, when he ain't covered, he said in his word that he would not leave nor forsake us. He said that he will always be with us. He said that he will always love us. He said that he will always provide for us. He will heal us. He protects us. But what if God doesn't? All right now. Still believe his word? Amen. So, why didn't the Israelites? hear from God for 400 years. Was God angry with them? Perhaps. Was his silence a form of punishment for their disobedience and lack of faith in him? Perhaps. Was God jealous because the Israelites served idol gods? Yes. Exodus 34 and 14 implies that. But his word still produced all the Israelites needed manna from heaven, water from the rock. Mm -hmm. He fed them. He gave them drink. He kept his promise. Even though they didn't keep theirs, he kept his. Mm -hmm. All they needed, they needed. Not they wanted, but they needed. All that they needed, God provided. Some people may wonder why God blesses some with a little, and why he blesses some with too much. Tells us that we have to be faithful over a few things. If I could be faithful over four or five members coming every Sunday, preaching the gospel like there's a thousand people in here, worshiping God like there's 10,000 people in here. If I could be faithful over a few things, He'll make me ruler over many. But God has to test and see if we're gonna be faithful over these 15 cents. We're gonna be faithful over these three dollars. Because if we can budget and save three dollars, we can budget and save three million. Amen. But if you spend them three dollars as though it's gonna come again, then you may not be the one or the steward or a good steward of your resources. So God has to make sure that we can handle the little stuff first. Can you handle the small responsibility? Can you pay your bills on time for the next year? Can you be consistent in your delivery for the next three months? Can you be on time for work every day for the next week? Can you come to work and work? (laughs) And not milk the clock. Can I trust you when nobody is watching? Can I trust you when nobody is seeing you? Can I trust you to do what I have called you to do when nobody shows up? Can I trust you to say faithful to me? Amen. Because my word says that I would never leave nor forsake you, nor allow your seed to beg bread, and I've kept my promise. Your child was not a starving college student. He was the most well-traveled, well-eaten. Really? He didn't eat ramen noodles, but that was because of God's grace, not because I'm rich in money, which was rich in money. I'd probably give it all away, if I was. But I'm rich in spirit, and God's word dwells inside of me. And what God says, I believe, he says, Amen. you will never have a need as long as you have me. Amen. I will always take care of you. And I believe God's word. And God has kept his promise. Amen. Amen. So whatever reason, whatever season we are in, God's word will not turn void, not in our lifetime. God has put us in charge to be responsible for ministry. And his word will always accomplish what he desires in this ministry, teaching and correcting, training and leading. and it will be to our profitable end. Whatever is happening in our lives today is not for the sake of just it happening, it's for a purpose. So whatever the circumstance is, God's word is still bound. Regardless of what's happening today, it doesn't reduce, it doesn't weaken, it doesn't void out God's word. His word is his word. And there is no greater or better truth than God's word. How do we know this? Numbers 23 and 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie. See, he ain't like us. <laughs> he ain't like human folk. Neither the son of man that he should repent. I repent of my sin God will never have to repent of his sin because God never sins and a lie is a sin so he ain't gonna lie so his word turns void hath he said and shall he not do it what has God promised you that he hasn't done and if he hasn't done it yet just hold on Help is on the way. Hallelujah. He said, or have he spoken and, and shall he not make it good? God will always make good on his promise. We have to be patient. Note to self. God's word is his word. So we must lean on it. Depend on it. Rely on it. Trust it. And then watch God wow us beyond our wildest dreams. God's word never fails. And his promises shall achieve their purpose in all of our lives. Not just mine, but yours too. And it may not be all roses right now. May not be all peaches and cream right now. We may not see life through rose-colored sunglasses right now, but you have to know that every beautiful rose also has thorns. You have to always keep that in mind. So you have to take the good with the bad. It's called balance. It's called the balance of life.
1: Good things happen to bad
0: people. That's right. Bad things happen to good people. That's right. Mm -hmm. We can't explain it. Mm -hmm. It's all a mystery. But whatever happens, it all happens for our Good. good. Amen. Young people die young. Some people die old. Some people die in the middle. Some people don't get a chance to even live life. They are born and then they die immediately. Amen. Amen. So whatever season or time that God has given us, let's always on his word that whatever purpose we have been born of, or born for, God will reveal that. And sometimes it may not happen in our lifetime. Amen. We may leave a legacy for somebody else to talk about. But that does not mean that God's word did not manifest. He did what he said he was going to do in our lives. So I don't know about you, but I'm going to continue to rely on God's word. Regardless of if I see it happening now or later, it's going to happen when God says it's going to happen. And then a thing we can do about it to rush it along. So we have to wait for our season to come. I've been waiting on my season for a long time. <coughs> I almost feel like Noah building the ark. Sure. Well, my no, God, you said it was coming. Sure. You said they was coming. Where, where they at? When? He says when I send them, and when it's time. Right now, you're in training. Really? But nonetheless, I'm in training. And God is already exposing me. Really? My manager came to me the other day. She says, I heard something about you. You know, when you hear stuff like that, it's like, oh, well, what you need about me? Was it good or bad? That's my question. Was it good or bad? I hope it was good. She says, Well, I heard I heard something about you. She says, I, I think I, 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 She says, I heard a factual thing about your people. Really, Sam, what'd you hear? She says I heard that you were an eloquent speaker. Well, where'd you hear that from? Well, the HR manager just so happens to be at the veterans luncheon that you and your diversity group hosted in 2017. This is 2019. And she said you she was so impressed by your eloquence of speech. And then the senior vice president said, well, you know, we got to hone in on that. we got to use up. Mm-hmm. I, I I prefer you to lie. <laughs> because I don't want you to use me for my gifts. Amen, amen. I want you to appreciate the gifts that God has placed inside the yes, side. But that was 2017. So it takes a while for God to put you out there. But God don't invite yourself to the table. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Let God expose you. Yes, yes, yes. And I was just minding my own business, doing my thing, not trying to impress nobody. It was just something they asked me to do. I said, sure, I'll take it on. What do you want me to do? So we came up with this veterans lunch honor honoring our veterans for our company. <laughs> but it was the HR's person's attention. It was the things that I had to say and the way that I delivered them and then I had another post on it going, yeah, she always presents well when we have our award ceremony." I say it's called grace because I used to be one of those shy kids mm-hmm. who didn't want to talk in front of nobody. And I'm an introvert, believe it or not. Based on the Myers-Briggs test. Or Briggs test. It's not really? But God says that I can do. Everything he said I can do. In this word. He says that I can do. All things. Through Christ. Amen. So keep doing what you're doing. You have a voice. I know you've heard it a gazillion times. So sometimes God will create a situation to expose us. Amen. Cause we be to be trying to hide behind our gifts. So God says, well, let me just put it on the lampstand so that others can see it and appreciate it. That accident was not an accident. If it was a purpose related to the accident. So that they can know that they have a voice. Somebody can speak for the underdog. Somebody can help the underdog move along. That house wasn't a mistake. It was to expose all the wrongdoings behind the scenes so God allowed it to happen. So don't be mad. God, praise him as you walk through your blessing. Yeah. That came away. But nonetheless, God says that I will never leave nor forsake you. I will always provide you what you need. And then if you serve me and if it's pleasing to me, he says, I'll give you some of you want. but we have to stand on his word first. And we have to believe that God's word is his word. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord God, for this word today. Father, I come against every arrow and trap that anyone or the devil has tried to set to destroy our lives. It is canceled in the name of Jesus. Lord, I come against every accusation that the devil has spoken against any of us. And every, every voice that has spoken against us, Lord God, you close their mouths. We are overcomers, Father God, by the blood of the Lamb. Help us, Lord God, to trust every word that proceeds out of your mouth in this book. We thank you for your guidance. We thank you for your reference. We thank you for your power. We thank you that your word has the power to move. Your word has the power to change. Your word has the power to fix and heal. And we thank you, Lord God, for it. You are Jehovah Ropha. You are Jehovah Nisi. Father God, you owe everything to us. That we need for you to be. And we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word will not turn void in our lives. We thank you that your word has the power to accomplish everything in your will. And may this land be fruitful to us. As we continue to eat and enjoy the fruit of our labor. Touch our hands and our minds and our Lord's God. Protect us and guard us as you promised you would. Continue to feed us your word, Lord God, your daily bread, Lord God, manna from heaven and water from the rock of Jesus. We thank you for quenching our thirst, Father God. And we thank you that your word will never turn void, not in our lives, nor in the lives of our future generations who belong to you. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 <laughs> Doors of the church or open. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Jesus, how excellent is thy name. Amen amen. 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 Giving all honor and praise to God that's due to him yes. on this beautiful Sunday morning. Amen. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it he deserves all the glory and praise so I dare not withhold what is due to God. Amen. 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 Thank you for your presence on the day. Today the time changed. Well, last night, early this morning the time changed so we lost an hour worth of sleep. First Lady and I had to spring up ourselves this morning. I knew that was more daylight than I normally am used to and I thought, hmm, let me turn over and see what time it is. Oh my gosh. It's time to get up, but I thank you for your presence on the day. Thank you for being here. Thank God for you. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. I stand before the throne of grace, asking you to empty me out and pour your spirit inside of me. All that I'm able to take, all that I'm able to digest, all that I'm able to muster, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for the word that will go forth. Touch my lips of clay, Lord God, that they may speak. The words of edification lord god as we honor you today lord god i thank you for this privilege that you have given me to stand before your people father god bless the works of my hands today bless my tongue today to speak the words of hope Let everything i say edify and prosper in the lives of the hearers today lord please guide us and lead us through every trial we face supply us lord god with everything we need to stand tall in the battles of life, control our minds and strengthen our hearts so that we can have the confidence to tackle every issue that comes our way. Remove any doubts about your word in us, Lord God, and fill us with the self-esteem to declare that we can do all things through Christ who gives us the strength. And believe it is so because your word said it is so. We are more than conquerors because of the love we have for you, Lord God. May my words be pleasing to your ears. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen Amen and amen and amen. Let's turn to the book of Isaiah. The book of Isaiah, chapter 55. And we're going to read verses 10 and 11. Isaiah, the middle of the book. Isaiah, chapter 55, verses 10 and 11. And I'll be reading the NLT version, but I'm also going to share the KJV version because it gives us a better punch and presence of this word for today. And it reads, the rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground, and stay on the ground. I want you to keep that in your spirit. Stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the former, producing seed for the former, and bread for the hungry. It is the same way with my word. I send it out, and it always produces fruit. It always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to. And it will prosper everywhere I send it. You may be seated in his presence. The King James Version says, So as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and make it bring forth a bud. See the the trees budding, spring is on its way. That it may give seed to the sower, give seed to the sower, not the wisher, not the person who wishes it comes, but when you plant something, you should expect for it to grow that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. It's gonna produce something. But it shall accomplish that which I please, that which God pleases, not what we want it to accomplish, but it's what God wants it to accomplish. And it shall prosper, in the thing where to I send it. So God has to be the one to make it happen. Which brings me to my subject title God's Word is His Word. God's Word is His Word. You know, people say a lot of things, and oftentimes with good intentions. People have made so many promises to me with good intentions, so I have to believe. I don't think they've ever made promises to me with the intent of not delivering on that promise. And sometimes you can make promises too fast, or sometimes you can... Write a check that's too expensive to cash. And sometimes you can make promises that you're not able to keep. But God is not like that. God is not like us. See, I can promise you the world and not give it to you because I can't afford to give you the world. I can promise you to do this or that and may not be able to deliver for whatever reason. But God is not like that. What God says he's going to do, he's going to do it. If he said it, if he said it, because yes. you know a lot of people lie on God. Yes, yes. Well, the yes. Lord told me to tell you, well, you know, it's funny because I haven't heard that. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I know God talks to all of his children who belong to him. Amen. So my thing is, is a lot of times God will send somebody to confirm what you already know. Yes, Lord. So if God said it, believe it. And we may not always see it manifest, but that does not mean that it didn't happen, that it won't happen, or that it can't happen. We have to remember that God can do all things, but they fail. So the rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground, they don't go up. They don't go back up to the heavens. Same as with God's word. If He spoke it out into the atmosphere, it's going to manifest eventually. It may not happen when we want it to. It may be a while before it happens. But if God said it's going to happen, believe that it's going to happen. Not in our timeline. Not in our timetable. You know, I think God is a seasonal God. That's just me. That's just the way I think. Everything happens in seasons, not in annual years, but in seasons, because your season could last a long time. Annually, it's just one year, 12 months, 365. But when seasons come, seasons last for a while. And we have to be patient with God in our season. We can't lose our patience with him. We have to wait for our breakthroughs. We have to wait for our healing. We have to wait for that financial provision. And it's all based on how we stand on his word. It's our faith that moves God. It's not somebody else's belief or somebody else's faith for us. It's our own personal faith in God that moves his heart. But if we don't trust his word, then how can we trust him? You often hear times when people say, are you a man or woman of your word? My word is bond, baby. What I, if I say it, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. But what if you can't? So my language has changed over the years. It is my hope that I am able to do this for you. I have every intention of doing it, but for whatever reason, if I can't, please charge it to my head and not my heart. Please let me know that I'll let you know that I can't do it. If I can't do it, I'm going to tell you I can't do it. I'm going to let my yes be yes and my no be no because that's what the word says we should do. If you can't do it, just say you can't. I'd rather hear no, I can't do it, than a promise that you know you can't deliver. If you tell me you can't do it, you just can't do it. It is what it is. But if you tell me you're going to do it, I expect for you to do it. You've got to be a person of your word. You can't make promises and not keep them. But I especially don't want you to ever make a promise to God and break it. Never break your covenant with God. Never break that. And don't break your covenant with other people. I can't divorce my wife because I told her I wouldn't. (laughs) Now some days I may want to. (laughs) But there's no infidelity involved. We've never stepped outside of our relationship. Don't plan on doing it because I don't want to get in trouble with God. But God only will honor that divorce if that husband or wife or spouse has been unfaithful to the other. He'll let you loose. Any other thing, you need to work it out. You need to work it out. So don't break your covenant. Don't break your promise. Don't break that mold. Don't do that. If you say, I promise to love you regardless, then you better promise to love me regardless. Because I'm going to hold your feet to the fire if you promise me something. Now, you may not necessarily keep it, and that's all right, but that's okay. You promised it, so deliver it. See, God is not like us. His word is his word. Amen. With all the ups and downs that I've experienced in my life, I sense that God is building up my faith to help me to match or beat the next feat. Amen. So sometimes God has to empower us to go through some tough times so that when we face that tough issue, we've already experienced it and we know how to handle it. We're not going to go into panic mode. We're not going to fall short. We're not going to crawl on the ground. We're not going to throw temper tantrums. We're not going to throw a fit. We're going to know that God has equipped us to handle this next job. And as First Lady said, there's a lot of fallout in our community and people are on the way. Amen. They are coming. We don't know when God is going to send them. Who they're going to be. How he's going to send them. But they're coming. And I want us to be ready. Yes, Lord. See, this is rehearsal for us. Amen. It's practice. It's practice for me. It's practice for you. So when the people come, we will be able to facilitate their need based on God's will and based on God's purpose. See, God's word goes forth with purpose and with power, and we got to understand that it's not going to always happen when we want it to. We can't lose our patience with God, note to self. Sometimes God's lessons feel good, sometimes they don't. But God doesn't want us to become so complacent with life until we become oblivious to what's come. What's to come next. He doesn't want us to be caught off guard so he wants us to constantly stay in his word so we'll know that what he said is true. Let God be truth and every man a liar because this is the only truth we have. God's promises will hold up until the end of the earth. That's what he promised. Amen. God is not a God of lack. There is no poverty in him. And as long as we remain in him and in his word, we won't have a need for anything. And sometimes a need for anyone. Although God wants us to be in fellowship one with another. Everything belongs to him. Everything is his. All the resources belong to him. And he can distribute those resources any way he chooses, which is in our lesson today. He says, when my word goes out, it blesses whomever I want it to bless. It does whatever I want it to do. It may not do what you want it to do, but it's what I want it to do. What is the purpose for this situation? What is the lesson that you're trying to teach us, Lord? What can I gain from this tragedy? God is our supplier. He is our shield and buckler. So we don't have a reason to fear the unknown about God's word. God's word is mysterious. (laughs) but nonetheless it's God's word God is already in our future he is already at our destination he is also a timeless God we couldn't even fathom his timelines he is both history And future. He is both past and present. He is neither old or young. He is timeless, ageless, and endless. And so is his word. We serve an own time, God, amen. Amen. (laughs) He operates in seasonal years. Ecclesiastes three and one tells us this for everything there is a season. Yes, Lord. A time for Every activity, every activity, every activity under the heaven. We can't overlook the one fact, though, that we are the beloved by God. And God, as I said before, it, it, he's a seasonal kind of God. You know, in his, in, in his text, he says, one day is like a thousand years. Can you imagine? One day is not a thousand years, but it's like a thousand years. And that text is not defining a day because it doesn't say a day is a thousand years, but a day is like. So our understanding of this text in in Peter, it tells us that this season of God will keep his promises, but we have to wait for our season to come. Everybody gets a season. Time and chance happens to all of us. And I've said it before, and I keep saying it again. What will you do with your time and chance? Don't look at it in the face and wonder if it's God. If God brought you to it, he'll see you through it. Amen. So God is showing us and teaching us that he operates outside of time, the time that we know of it, because he created time itself. God's word is his word. If he said it, believe it. But you have to remember, he has to say it. We know that human hands translated this instrument to make it a readable, comprehensible text. Oh, but the KJV, you know, sometimes the KJV kind of throws you off. That old English gets you every time. That old Shakespearean language gets you every time. And most Christians that I know don't study Hebrew, Greek, or Aramaic. So thank God for the translators who translated this book into a language to where we all can understand God's word and try to glean something from God's word and follow his promises. I can read the Bible, but if my understanding is shallow, I have to pray and ask God to give me understanding. And he gracefully reveals his truth to me. He'll measure his word out in portions. So we're not overwhelmed. He gives us the portion of his word that we're able to receive and understand. He does not force feed us or give us too much lest we regurgitate the word in a poor manner. But he gives us just enough to nourish us and satisfy our souls. When God says that his word will not return void, we understand that God is sovereign. He is preeminent in power and authority. His word has power. So when you speak God's word, you give that word power. But it has to be God's word, not ours. We can't cuss out the enemy. Our words have no power. When you say, the Lord said in his word that he shall deliver me from all my enemies, that he shall do. The promise is that God's word will accomplish what He wants it to. Amen. You may not share the same word with purpose, with changing someone's mind. If we share God's word and it doesn't change somebody's mind, does that mean God's word turns void? No. May not serve the purpose in which we intended, but nonetheless, God's word has gone forth. We have planted the seed which is the word of God and then God will do the watering and then God will do the changing and then God will do the fixing. All we need to do is just plant the seed. We are the sower. So we're planting the seed, the word of faith to a non-believer or to a person who may have fallen shallow of their faith. We have to let them know that God's word is bond and that God's word is his word. And that God's word is truth. Like the wind blows, we may never know where God's blessings are going to come from. We don't know how they're going to come about. And we don't know how God is going to bless us with certain things. We may not necessarily embrace how God blesses us, but nonetheless he blesses us. The Holy Spirit moves in mysterious ways. (laughs) And God may use his word in a surprising way. God may wow us with his word. He may surprise us in times with his word. He may surprise us in people with his word. People we thought would never change may all of a sudden change. We can't predict exactly how God will use his word and Any more than a a meteorologist can predict the weather. (laughs) They do a good job at times. But sometimes it is a hit and miss, not with God's word. It's always a bullseye, it's always a hit. God's word will not return void, it's too powerful. When God said, let there be light, there was light. When Jesus said, peace be still, The wind and the waves stopped. God's word will always prosper, amen? Amen. God's word will always succeed and those who receive his word will be overcomers. Not might be overcomers, but we are overcomers when we receive God's word. But we gotta receive it. Some people don't believe in the Bible. They just don't. They say it's too far-fetched to be true. The stories don't really make sense. And some of the stories don't seem to match what's happening in our lives today. I once heard a question asked, what do you do when God ain't acting like God? When he ain't being merciful, when he ain't being loving, when he ain't protected, when he ain't covering?" He said in his word that he would not leave nor forsake us. He said that he will always be with us. He said that he will always love us. He said that he will always provide for us. He will heal us. He protects us. But what if God doesn't? All right now. You still believe his word? Amen. So why didn't the Israelites hear from God for 400 years? Was God... Angry with them, perhaps. Was his silent a form of punishment for their disobedience and lack of faith in him, perhaps? Was God jealous because the Israelites served idol gods? Yes. Exodus 34 and 14 implies that. But his word still produced all the Israelites needed manna from heaven. Water from the rock. Mm-hmm. He fed them. He gave them drink. He kept his promise. Even though they didn't keep theirs, he kept his. Mm-hmm. All they needed, they needed. Not they wanted, but they needed. All that they needed, God provided it. And some people may wonder why God blesses some with a little. And why he blesses some, with too much. Tells us that we have to be faithful over a few things. If I could be faithful over four or five members coming every Sunday, preaching the gospel like there's a thousand people in here, worshiping God like there's 10,000 people in here. If I can be faithful over a few things, he'll make me ruler over many. That's it. But God has to test and see if we're going to be faithful over these 15 cents. We're going to be faithful over these $3. Because if we can budget and save $3, we can budget and save $3 million. But if you spend them $3 as though it's going to come again, then you may not be the one or the steward or a good steward of your resources. So God has to make sure that we can handle the little stuff first. Can you handle the small responsibility? Can you pay your bills on time for the next year? Can you be consistent in your delivery for the next three months? Can you be on time for work every day for the next week? Can you come to work and work? (laughs) And not milk the clock. Can I trust you when nobody is watching? Can I trust you when nobody is seeing you? Can I trust you to do what I have called you to do when nobody shows up? Can I trust you to say faithful to me? Amen. Because my word says that I would never leave nor forsake you, nor allow your seed to beg bread, and I've kept my promise. Your child was not a starving college student. Amen. He was the most well-traveled, well-eaten. <laughs> really? <laughs> he didn't eat ramen noodles. But that was because of God's grace. Amen. Not because I'm rich in money. Which was rich in money. I probably give it all away. But I'm rich in spirit. And God's word dwells inside of me. And what God says. I believe. He says Amen. you will never have a need. As long as you have me. Amen. I will always take. And I believe God's word and God has kept his promise. Amen. So whatever reason, whatever season we are in, God's word will not turn void, Amen. not in our lifetime. God has put us in charge to be responsible for ministry. And his word will always accomplish what he desires in this ministry. Teaching and correcting, training and leading. <clears throat> and it will be to our profitable end. <clears throat> Whatever is happening in our lives today, is not for the sake of just it happening, it's for a purpose. So, whatever the circumstance is, God's word is still bond. Regardless of what's happening today, it doesn't reduce, it doesn't weaken, it doesn't void out God's word. His word is His word, and there is no greater or better truth than God's word. How do we know this? Numbers 23 and 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie. See, he ain't like us. he ain't like human folk neither the son of man that he should repent I repent of my sin God will never have to repent of his sin because God never sins and a lie is a sin so he ain't gonna lie so his word turns void hath he said and shall he not do it what has God promised you that he hasn't done and if he hasn't done it yet just hold on Amen. help is on the way Hallelujah. he said or have he spoken and and shall he not make it good God will always make good on his promise we have to be patient note to self. <laughs> God's word is his word, so we must lean on it, depend on it, rely on it, trust it, and then watch God wow us beyond our wildest dreams. God's word never fails, and his promises shall achieve their purpose in all of our lives. Not just mine, but yours too. And it may not be all roses right now. It may not be all peaches and cream right now. We may not see life through rose-colored sunglasses right now. But you have to know that every beautiful rose also has thorns. You have to always keep. That in mind. So you have to take the good with the bad. It's called balance. It's called a balance of life. Amen. Good things happen to bad people. That's right. Bad things happen to good people. That's right. We can't explain it, mm-hmm. it's all a mystery. But whatever happens, it all happens for our good. good. Young people die young. Some people die old. Some people die in the middle. Some people don't get a chance to even live life. They are born and then they die immediately. Amen. Amen. So whatever season or time that God has given us, let's always (coughs) rely on his word that whatever purpose we have been born of or born for, God will reveal that. And sometimes it may not happen in our lifetimes. We may leave a legacy for somebody else to talk about. But that does not mean that God's word did not manifest. He did what he said he was going to do in our lives. So I don't know about you, but I'm going to continue to rely on God's word. Regardless of if I see it happening now or later, it's going to happen when God says it's going to happen, and then a the thing we can do about it to rush it along. Amen. So we have to wait for our season to come. I've been waiting on my season for a long time. <clears throat> I almost feel like Noah building the ark. Sure. Well, my yeah. God, you said it was coming. Sure. You said they was coming. Where were they at? when he says when i send them and when it's time right now you're in training really sure's a long boot camp (laughs) but nonetheless i'm in training and god is already exposing me really my manager came to me the other day. She says, "I heard something about you." You know, when you hear stuff like that, it's like, "Oh, well, what you hear?" about me? Was it good or bad? That's my question. Was it good or bad? I hope it was good. She says, "Well, I heard I heard something about you." She says, I, I, think, I, I she says I heard a factual thing about you." People, what did you hear? Really, Sam? What'd you hear? She says, "I heard that you were an eloquent speaker." Well, Where'd you hear that from? Well, the HR manager so happens to be at the veterans luncheon that you and your diversity group hosted in 2017. This is 2019. And she said, You, she was so impressed by your eloquence of speech. <coughs> and then the senior vice president said, Well, you know, we got to hone in on that. We got to use up. Huh? I, I, I prefer utilize. lies. <coughs> Because I don't want you to use me for my gifts. Amen. Amen. I want you to appreciate the gifts that God has placed in the yes, But that was 2017. So it takes a while for God to put you out there. But God has to put you out. Don't put yourself out. Don't invite yourself to the table. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Let God expose you. And I was just minding my own business, doing my thing. Not trying to impress nobody, it was just something they asked me to do. I said, sure, I'll take it on." What do you want me to do? So we came up with this veteran's lunch honoring our veterans for our company. (laughs) But it was the speech that captured the HR person's attention. It was the things that I had to say. And the way that I delivered them, and then I had another co-signer going, yeah, but she always presents well when we have our award ceremony. I say it's called Grace, because I used to be one of those shy kids mm. who didn't want to talk in front of nobody. And I'm an introvert, believe it or not, based on the Myers-Briggs test, or Briggs test. I'm an introvert. Really? But God says that I can do everything he said I can do in this word. He says that I can do all things. In Christ. Amen. So keep doing what you're doing. You have a voice. I know you've heard it a gazillion times. So sometimes God will create a situation to expose. Because we be to be trying to hide behind our gifts. So God says, well, let me just put it on a lampstand so that others can see it and appreciate it. That accident was not an accident. It was a purpose related to the accident. So that they can know that they have a voice. Somebody can speak for the underdog. Somebody can help the underdog move along. That house wasn't a mistake. It was to expose all the wrongdoings behind the scenes so God allowed it to happen.
1: So don't be mad
0: at God praising as you walk through your blessing. They came away. But nonetheless, God says that I will never leave nor forsake you. I will always provide you what you need. And then if you serve me and if it's pleasing to me, he says, I'll give you some of your wants. But we have to stand on his word first. And we have to believe that God's word is his word. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Thank you, Lord God, for this word today. Father, I come against every arrow and trap that anyone or the devil has tried to set to destroy our lives. It is canceled in the name of Jesus. Lord, I come against every accusation that the devil has spoken against any of us. And every, every voice that has spoken against us, Lord God, you close their mouth. We are overcomers, Father God, by the blood of the Lamb. Help us, Lord God, to trust every word that proceeds out of your mouth in this book. We thank you for your guidance. We thank you for your reference. We thank you for your power. We thank you that your word has the power to move. Your word has the power to change. Your word has the power to fix and heal. And we thank you, Lord God, for it. You are Jehovah Ropha. You are Jehovah Nisi. Father God, you are everything to us that we need for you to be. And we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word will not turn void in our lives. We thank you that your word has the power to accomplish everything in your will. And may this land be fruitful to us as we continue to eat and enjoy the fruit of our labor. Touch our hands and our minds and our Lord's God. Protect us and guard us as you promised you would. Continue to feed us your word, Lord God. Your daily bread, Lord God. Manna from heaven water from the rock of Jesus. We thank you for quenching our thirst, Father God. And we thank you that your word will never turn void, not in our lives, nor in the lives of our future generations who belong to you. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Doors of the church are open. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father.